I'm Douglas Brush, and you're listening to Cybersecurity Interviews. Cybersecurity Interviews is the weekly podcast dedicated to digging into the minds of the influencers, thought leaders, and individuals who shape the cybersecurity industry. I discover what motivates them, explore their journey in cybersecurity, and discuss where they think the industry is going. The show lets listeners learn from the experts' stories and hear their opinions on what works and doesn't in cybersecurity. Hello and welcome to episode six of Cybersecurity Interviews. This is going to be one of two special holiday break episodes as we end out the year 2016. We will be returning to our regular interviews with top security experts right after the start of the new year. In this episode, I'm going to reflect on 2016 and cybersecurity. It was an interesting year for sure, and information security took a spotlight more than I could have remembered from past years and probably more than I could have imagined a year ago. Heck, hackers even took runner-up to Time's 2016 Person of the Year. 2016 started out of the gate with cyber attacks against the Ukrainian critical infrastructure, which was also called Black Energy. This was scary for me because it demonstrates how a cyber attack can have some real-world consequences. Me and my family were part of the lower New York City loss of power during Hurricane Sandy a few years back. And I got to live and witness what it's like not to have power for several weeks in a major city. It's more than just an inconvenience, it can be very devastating when you start realizing how much of your daily life and the services you need, such as hospitals, water and sewage systems, businesses in general, are all supported with electricity. While most of the critical services can withstand a few days of power outage with backup, Weeks without power would be much more devastating. In 2016, we also saw the Central Bank of Bangladesh heist. In early February, the hackers used the SWIFT payment network to send requests for nearly $1 billion from Bangladesh Bank's account at the New York Fed, and $81 million was ultimately transferred. There's still a lot to be learned from this, but when the investigation is done, there will be a lot of lessons about early detection, third-party security auditing, insider threats, and the need for transparency during an investigation. The Panama Papers was also another big story of 2016 when 11.5 million documents were leaked from Mossack Fonseca, one of the world's largest offshore law firms. This has been attributed to an insider that leaked documents to expose global corruption. I also see this as an example of poor information governance controls such as data retention, access controls, and really overall cybersecurity. Others can learn from this as an example that can occur to them based on a similar set of technical circumstances and poor technical controls. The Internet of Things distributed denial of service attacks against DynDNS was also another big 2016 news story. This was a demonstration of what many of us had expected would eventually happen with these types of devices. Many of these are poorly designed with weaknesses that are not patched and can be easily exploited. These attackers demonstrated how DDoS botnets are not going away and may be only more dangerous with the number of connected devices we are putting on the internet. It also shows that many providers should incorporate backup DNS services, a critical infrastructure service for internet operations, so there are no single point of failures for them, even when they have the most robust primary DNS service providers. In 2016, Yahoo disclosed a significant breach that involved close to half a billion user accounts. 
This data included usernames, passwords, birth dates, and other sensitive information that could be leveraged to hack individual accounts. However, it is alleged that the people inside Yahoo knew about this breach as far back as 2014. This is an interesting story because of the financial implications. Verizon, who is looking to acquire Yahoo, has been rumored to back out of the $4.8 billion deal because of this and other Yahoo breaches. This shows how important it is to get in front of a story about a breach, when and how to do public disclosure of a breach, and the modern business risks that breaches carry to stockholders in the business bottom line. And the biggest news story of 2016 was the email hack of the Democratic National Party by Russia. While state-sponsored espionage is not something new, and I encourage everyone to read books such as Puzzle Palace by James Bamford, it shows the vulnerabilities that can be exploited by capable and brazen operatives to influence the U.S. election. However, it also shows how effective good old recon and social engineering can be. It demonstrates that any organization or person can be a target. If you have sensitive information, business or otherwise, someone else wants it. Everyone is a target for hacking, one way or another. It shows that you need to take the appropriate safeguards to defend your data and put in the right processes to detect and respond to breaches. There's still going to take some more time to get to the bottom of this and see how the U.S. will respond. This is likely to be a story that will continue to dominate the news in 2017. It is no question that cybersecurity is a subject that will be discussed among friends and family over the holidays. I know I will be asked a lot about it when I see everyone over the next few weeks. However, I hope people realize that cybersecurity is not a lost cause. After a year of big information security news, there are a lot of lessons to be learned here as we move into the new year. But what I find most notable is that each of these news stories, there are a lot of the old techniques, and I, I use old in air quotes, to cause and get a foothold with some of these incidents still work. Year after year, data breach reports come out, and it's a lot of the same old root causes. Social engineering, phishing, unpatched and misconfigured systems, poor controls and governance, and bad credential management. Remember, good attackers are efficient and look for the path of least resistance. We should be trying to make their jobs harder. While no system can be impervious to attacks, a lot of the basics such as asset and vulnerability management, right size and segmented networks, with the caveat that they're properly monitored, two-factor authentication, privileged account management, sound password policies, and regularly trained users can make attackers' lives much harder. It reminds me of the horror movies from my youth in the 80s. The attackers will keep coming after you, you just need to throw as much in their way to slow them down until you can properly mitigate the threats. So, as we end out 2016, I wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. Next week, I'm going to take a quick look back at the first five episodes and some of the lessons that I've learned from my guests. Thanks, and I look forward to speaking to you all soon. Thank you so much for joining us today on Cybersecurity Interviews. I hope that you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Please go to cybersecurityinterviews.com where you can find every episode, including show notes and links for each guest. There you can also find social media links and to sign up for new episode notifications. Thanks. We'll talk soon.